God is good. God is good, isn't he? Thank you. Well, thank you, Father, for being with us. God's been talking to us. Just want to encourage you that we're in this little mini-series uh, talking about battle and armor. Uh, you can catch up on YouTube. You can catch up and uh, hear, the, if you like, to catch the whole context. God's strengthening us for battle. And he continued that even as we sung, as our contributions stirred us. So I want to encourage you in God this morning. Now most of us, many of us, many of us have not experienced missiles and warfare. But perhaps some of you have. Many of us have not been on the end of a gun, either using it or receiving it pointed towards us. Perhaps some of us have. But here's the thing, the Bible says you and I have been born into warfare. I don't know if you realise, when you became a Christian and you gave your life to Christ, you were signed up, de facto, into the army of the Lord. Maybe that was a shock to you, you thought this was just about having nice prayers, happy worship and going to heaven when you die. Actually been born again, we've been born again into an army, God's people. And we see it, don't we? We see it around us, we see it in us, the scars, we see it around us daily, this warfare that is going on. But here's the thing, this is what scripture says and we can enjoy ourselves and centre around. The battle belongs to him, the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. Your battle, my battles, they belong to the Lord. They're not really ours, they're his. Okay? So I want us to, if you like, continue shifting our eyes from our battle to his battle. It's a battle that belongs to the Lord. And it's a battle that has already been won. So here's the good news. The battle has already been won. You think sometimes oh, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't seem like it. Scripture very clearly shows us, gives us glimpses. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. So holding your, your mind's a story as we then unpack some armour. Okay, there's a young shepherd boy. He's called David. And he's got some brothers, and the brothers have gone off to fight. David takes some cheese or bread to the battle. He sees this big giant and thinks, what's that guy doing? Who's, who's this uncircumcised, this pagan that keeps shouting at our armies? We're, God's with us. He's called David. The giant's called Goliath. You can read the story in 1 Samuel 17. David says, actually, I'll go and fight him. Saul, the king, says, oh... I'm not sure it's a good idea, but if you do, put on my armour. So David gets dressed in Saul's armour. We don't know how big Saul or David was. We know Saul was tall. David puts it on and sort of like clunks around and, and, and wears it. Doesn't feel very comfortable with choice. I, I can't wear this. He says, I'm not going to go and fight that giant wearing your armour, Saul. Thank you very much, though. Actually, I'll go with my staff and a sling, a little leather pouch and a stick. I'm going to go. For, I mean, what everyone else is thinking, what is this? Are you sure? Are you crazy? Maybe ask his brothers, is your brother, is he a bit? 
He's going to fight Goliath. He comes out with his sling and his stick. Goliath is, he's a big chap. The giant Goliath laughs at David. <laughs> You're coming out with, with a stick. What am I, a dog? The soldiers watch. And David declares this, 1 Samuel 17. I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. I come against you, giant, in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of God's people, whom you're defying. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me. All those here, everyone watching will know it's not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's. The battle is his. Just like David, friends, the battle belongs to the Lord. Our battle against not a giant called Goliath, but our battles, the battles of the world that we face around us, belong to him. So we shift our gaze. New Testament. Perhaps we can just have the verse up, thanks. We read from Ephesians that Dave unpacked a little bit last week and we're going to unpack next week too. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of... Read it with me. Put on all of... God's armour. Whose armour? God's armour. So that you will be able to stand firm. Put on God's armour so that you can what? And against all the strategies. Some of the strategies? All the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, because of that, therefore, what do you do with the armour? Put it on. Every piece of whose armour? God's armour. So that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground. Put on the belt of truth and the body armour of God's righteousness. Put on the belt of truth and the body armour of God's righteousness. So just want to look at those Uh, those two pieces of armour today. You see, when David went out, he had a staff and he had a shepherd's cloak and he had a sling. You think, where's the armour in that? The armour he had was in his heart. He said, you're an uncircumcised pagan enemy and God will bring you down. The armour was in his heart and was in his head. He knew who he was, he knew who God was and he knew who that pagan Goliath was too. So the armour that Paul is telling us to wear, friends, that put it on. We're not talking about concepts or something vague, a bit like the emperor's clothes. You know that story? The emperor, Hans Christian Andersen, he wears some clothes but he doesn't really, he's naked. It's it's something false. The armour you and I wear is the armour of God. It's the armour of God. Now where does God's armour come from? comes from him. 
Okay, let's just go on a little journey with me. Our armor comes from, from God, from him. How do we receive, or through whom do we receive the gift of, that God gives? Through Christ. All of God's goodness comes to mankind through Christ. We enter into all that God gives through Christ. Every good and perfect gift that has come down comes down through Christ because it's through Christ that all has been made and for Christ that all has been made. All, good God, all God's good gifts of armour also come through Christ. So I want to put it to you today that wearing the armour of God is to wear and be clothed in Christ. To be clothed in Christ. We receive this armour as we receive Christ. It's not that, well, I can ignore Christ, but I can put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, because it's his truth and his righteousness that we're called to put on. You and I, we find this armour and this strength through putting on Christ. So I want to urge you, encourage you, put on Christ today. Put it on, check he's on. Am I wearing Christ? And here's the other thing, you see, this armour is nothing about your ability. It's nothing about your strength. So I just want to lift off, I need to wear the armour, where's the armour, what do I need to do? Friends, we put on Christ, but it's his strength. It can be utterly weak and yet completely strong in the Lord. Completely strong in the Lord. Because the battle belongs to him and our strength is in him. So David says to, uh, to the, the, the king a bit earlier, he said, The Lord delivered me from lion and bear and the Lord will deliver me from this Philistine. The Lord delivered me from that. That's my history. Dave reminded us to think of those things, battles we've won. The Lord delivered me from that, so he'll deliver me from you too. Who delivered David? The Lord. It wasn't my strength and my strategy, my cleverness. No, the Lord delivered me, so he'll deliver me in this too. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckle round your waist the breastplate of righteousness with your feet fitted with the readiness comes from the gospel. So what's this belt? Well, it holds up trousers, isn't it? Belts hold up trousers. If you're a Roman soldier, they stop your robes from flapping. You're going to trip over and get in the way. But I put it to you that this belt of truth is to put on the truth of Jesus. The truth of Jesus. The truth and reality of Jesus Jesus Christ, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the embodiment of grace and truth. The truth is that he is all-powerful. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Of himself, he says, it's been given to me. The truth is, we are not all-powerful. 
We are not holy. Actually, we are not righteousness. But like David, he says, I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. The truth is, it's the Lord Almighty. The truth is, I'm in the army of God's people. The truth is, you and I say, I'm in Christ. I'm hidden in Christ. The truth is that he has made me clean. He's made me righteousness. Friends, I think wearing the belt of truth is to daily receive the truth that Jesus is Lord. He's our Lord. He's my Lord. He's our Lord. He's my Lord. He's the Lord. The truth that we wear is to daily remind ourselves of who he is. You see, if we try and build it on who we are, that only works if we know who we are in who he is. <laughs> Doesn't it? It only, works, it only works that I'm loved and secure if we know the one who loves us and secure is strong enough. Now we remind ourselves the belt of truth who he is. Who he is, who you are, Lord. Open our eyes, Lord. I need your saving. We need his clothing, don't we? The belt of truth. We're saved. We're wrapped around with this belt through knowing and receiving Christ, the person. Have you received Christ, the person? Well, yes, it was years ago I I prayed that prayer. Have you received him today? Friends, I think we daily receive... I need to daily receive Christ again. I think we need to daily, it's like daily we remind ourselves, almost like take bread and wine, take to remind ourselves, you're the Lord, you're the King. We remind ourselves of who he is. You see, the truth of Jesus isn't found in a textbook. I put it to you, it's not even found in verses that we just might recite. The truth of Jesus is found in the reality of knowing him. Maybe you know one verse, but if you've met Christ, you've received the truth of him. And that's what we put around our belts. Now we do know verses, but Jesus had a thing for those people that said, yeah, you know the scripture, but you don't know the power of God. And you don't really know me. So let's beware, I think... The truth of Jesus isn't in knowing lots of verses. The truth of Jesus is knowing him. So let me ask you, have you received him today? Have you received him for the battle? We don't put the belt on separate from him. Lord, I put the belt of truth on today. I follow you. And not just on Sundays when we sing good songs. Tomorrow morning, we put the belt of truth on. Lord, I'm following you. You are Lord in my workplace wherever I go, whatever I do. The belt of truth is having his eternal reign in our hearts. The belt of truth is about him being Lord. Him being Lord. And as someone famously said, I think way back in the 70s, if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. The belt of truth is you being Lord. That's why David could go out in front of Goliath and say, you uncircumcised Philistine are coming down. The belt of truth, friends, involves a decision. Paul says, buckle it up. What do you and I do with the truth of Jesus? Friends, let's buckle it up. Let's receive it fully. Not, I'll have a bit of it. Lord, I want to receive all of you. 
the truth of here. I own you as Lord. Let's put on the belt of truth. It's his authority. Remember Gideon? It's the authority of the Lord, even in our weakness. It's not about our strength. It's about him because the battle belongs to the Lord. And in fact, I put it to you that the belt of truth is about dying. It's his dying. You died. But it's also about our dying. Lord, I die. So we fight this battle. Strangely, the army of God, the battle comes as we die. Because the victory came as he died. It's like we follow him into that death. The battle comes not with rah, rah, aren't I strong? But the battle comes, Lord, I'm weak without you. I die to myself. I humble myself. You are Lord. I give you everything. And in that dying, even as Dave talks of his friend who I was buried yesterday, even in that dying comes his kingdom and lordship. Wow. What about the breastplate of righteousness? Now the breastplate, it's, it's the bit that goes over here, guards our organs and our hearts and our bits and pieces that some of you know all about. <laughs> and here's the thing certainly I grew up in knowing these Sunday school verses the breastplate of righteousness is not about you and I trying to be good and do the right thing it's not about you and I trying to do the right thing okay I've got to try and be a Christian I've got to try and it's not our breastplate because the armour comes put on the full armour of it's his righteousness it's not self-righteousness I'm I'm strong because I've prayed today. I'm strong because I went to church last Sunday. I'm strong because you should see the amount I gave. I'm strong because I'm completely weak and unrighteousness. I'm righteous without your righteousness. Lord, your righteousness. Wearing the breastplate of righteousness is to receive his complete covering. Wouldn't it be strange to have a, a breastplate that was like really small, didn't fit? And it was like a, a small thing. And the rest of us, flesh was exposed around it. But sometimes that's how we live, isn't it? Well, I've got God's righteousness, but then I've also got mine to like back up. I've got the other stuff. I've done these things. I've been good. Clean my teeth. I've, whatever it is. Friends, we want all our righteousness to be behind that his breastplate everything else needs to die so Lord I want to be completely surround I want to be completely in you I don't want to have like a bit sticking out I want to be in your righteousness putting on his breastplate for you and I is about receiving the gift of himself to us putting on it as a church we receive his gift to us Open door isn't successful or fruitful or righteous because we do certain things and have a week of prayer because we have a band or because we do some of this stuff. We're righteous as we receive Christ. And what an opportunity we have to do that this week, tonight. But we receive you. Putting on this breastplate is receiving him. The gift of Christ himself. And Christ comes to you and I, comes to open door And he says, through my death, I make you fully right. I make you fully right. 
It's like he says, I've come to give you life. I've come to give you life. That life doesn't necessarily mean success as we would think. He says, I've come to give you life. What's God's life? In Christ, it's the righteousness that lives in us for eternity. Wow, what a gift. What a gift. Through your death, Lord, I may write. There's this dying and this armour mixing. Lord, okay, I die to myself to be fully right with you. His righteousness is what protects your heart. Lord, would you protect my heart? Receive his righteousness. It's not found apart from him. We don't find any answers and success and breakthroughs with armour apart from him. David knew that. We can read the, the ups and the huge valleys of his life following God. We see it time and time again. He's righteous and yet his life, his family life's a mess. He commits adultery and then he goes on to commit murder. Yet he knew, Lord, it's your righteousness that gives me life. He prays Psalm 51. Maybe like David, actually you know you've stepped out from God's righteousness. Maybe not adultery and murder. Maybe. But maybe some sins. David in Psalm 51 says, Lord, cleanse me. Cleanse me. Renew my spirit. Give me a pure heart. Wash me. Blot this muck away. I want your righteousness. Maybe this morning, that's a prayer that you could also pray. Psalm 51. David realizes his guilt before God and he's been living in an unrighteous way. He says, create in me a pure heart. You see, what we're doing in these things is moving away from the loop of thinking about how we've messed up and we're reminding ourselves of who he is because that's where life is. Remember we said fortnight ago, we can spend lots of time here thinking about how we've messed up, how we need to break through, what he needs to do. And yes, it's true, but it doesn't bring us life. We find life as we think of his truth and his righteousness and his peace and we live here. And we get from here to here, we're basically in repentance and saying, God, I repent of thinking about self. And I choose and I lift you. You are Lord. Set your minds on Christ, says Paul. We daily remind ourselves. So, if I could, as a representative of Jesus, if you like, receive his righteousness. Receive his righteousness. Why don't you take from me what I can give you in Jesus' name? It's not my righteousness, his. So as I give, I receive your righteousness. I give you his righteousness. I receive your righteousness. Now, why don't we do it together? We receive. Okay, we receive your righteousness as open door maybe visitors but we receive your righteousness so as David said last week this passage is written to a church not individuals 
We receive the righteousness together. We receive. Let's take a little step here, though. I felt quite provoked. See, Galatians 3, verse 7 says this. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. All of you who were baptized with Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Friends, there's some clothing for us to wear or that we receive when we're baptized. So for some of us, it's reminding ourselves, yeah, I was baptized. Scripture says, I've been clothed, therefore, with Christ. For those not baptized in water, Paul is saying, there's some clothing that is yours to have. You receive it through baptism. All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Might it be as a God's army, God's people together, that open door, we also know we're a baptized people. We're a baptized people. Maybe it's reminding ourselves, Lord, I've been baptized, I'm clothed with Christ. But maybe baptism is something that you need to do as an individual. You don't get baptised as a church, but as part of this church. Because I want to be clothed with Christ. Or this armour, this breastplate of righteousness. I receive it. I'm clothed with Christ as I'm baptised. You see, as we're baptised, we're buried with Christ. We're soaked to the skin. But then we're raised up into new life, a declaration of his righteousness. This is what Peter says about that. This water symbolizes baptism. And it now saves you also. It's not the removal of dirt from the body, but it's the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. This water that symbolizes baptism saves you by the resurrection of Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. See what Peter's doing? Clothing with Christ, baptism. He's talking about, and Jesus is Lord, because Jesus is Lord. So let me encourage you. Be baptised. Receive the clothing of Christ. If you've not been baptised, talk to someone that you know is part of the church. Talk to Dave and I. How could we plan and make this happen? So friends, let's put on every piece of God's armour. The full armour of God. Let's put on the truth of who Jesus is. Well, I put on the belt of truth. You're the king. We receive you. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I'm thinking we're not do shoes. Just want to pray. Give us opportunity to receive afresh from God the anointing of the Lord in our lives. His righteousness. So just want to pause a moment. And it's not a moment to dig around, but it is a moment to ask Lord, have I received your righteousness? today.
today? Have I received it? Maybe it's the first time today that you would ask that. Maybe it's the first time in your life that you would receive because you think, I need your armour, God. Through Jesus, I come. Would you give me your righteousness? So let's just ask, Lord, is there anything you want to say to me, Lord, about your righteousness? Holy Spirit, renew, renew, renew us in Christ. In Him we stand, in His righteousness. Lord, renew us. Lord, we renounce things that operate outside of your righteousness that we would use to give us some worthiness. Lord, we repent of those. Lord, we repent where maybe even we've rejected your righteousness and choose our own way, our own life. Oh God, we repent. Jesus. And now just even as we started this morning, Peter encouraged us declaring our God is stronger in these battles. Just we ask, Lord, would you reveal your truth in this battle that I face? What's the truth of God in this battle that we face, I face? What's your truth? Ask him. But what's the truth in this battle? It's not what I feel, often not even what I think. What is the truth of Jesus in this battle? And if you're not sure, ask him. What's the truth? What's the truth? And then also... What is the lie that I believe, if there is one? What is the lie that I'm believing? It's different from the truth. The truth brings life and lightness. Lies bind us. So where do I feel bound and captured and restricted in this battle? That's the work of the enemy. He comes to steal, kill and destroy so what's the truth? But what's the lie I've been believing? And then what I want us to do is renounce the lie. Where God has shown you that, and it won't be everyone, but just renounce. I renounce the lie of, and I re- receive the truth of. So just do that with me, finishing the sentence. I renounce the lie of, and just speak the lie out that you believe. I renounce the lie of believing that I have to be strong. I renounce the lie that says I have to be righteous.
or whatever it is. And I declare the truth. Declare the truth over yourself. Declare the truth that in Christ I'm clothed. Lord, as Open Door Church, we put on the full armour. Lead us in this, Lord. We put on Christ. We clothe ourselves with Christ, knowing that he is the one that it gives us all righteousness. He is the one that gives us our understanding, a revelation. He's the person of truth. So, Lord, we wear you today. Lord, as we go to work, our families, our streets, our neighbourhoods, Lord, we wear you We carry the breastplate of righteousness in him upon us. We wear the belt of truth. Amen.